Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Wednesday, April 3rd, and this is your FT News Briefing. Today, Theresa May agrees to talk with Labor leader Jeremy Corbyn about a softer Brexit deal. Next, despite pressure from both Democrats and Republicans, U.S. drug prices continue to soar. Then, the world's top energy organization is under fire for a plan critics are calling too fossil-friendly. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. British Prime Minister Theresa May emerged from a seven-hour cabinet meeting on Tuesday announcing she wants to reach across the aisle over Brexit. So today I'm taking action to break the logjam. I'm offering to sit down with the leader of the opposition and to try to agree a plan that we would both stick to to ensure that we leave the European Union and that we do so with a deal. The exit deal would be a softer one that could include British membership of a customs union with the EU. But as the FT's Seb Payne points out, Mrs. May's announcement might have broader implications for Eurosceptics and her Conservative Party. What's more interesting is that Mrs. May is now looking to hold a runoff between her deal and the different Brexit options. Time is running out until the UK is set to leave the EU and Theresa May, after trying to bring her party together, is throwing the question over to Parliament. By reaching out to the opposition Labour Party, who favour softer Brexit, Mrs May has enraged Eurosceptics on her own side. They've said she risks splitting the country, splitting the party and putting Labour into Downing Street. America has a problem with the high cost of prescription medicines. Whether it's about EpiPen, insulin or other prescriptions, in the thousands of letters that I've received, Iowans have made clear that high drug prices are hurting. That's U.S. Senator Chuck Grassley. He and other members of Congress grilled the CEOs of several major drug companies over prices during a hearing back in February. But the pressure from lawmakers didn't seem to make a difference. Data from the company RX Saving Solutions found that U.S. drug makers pushed up the list prices on 300 more drugs in the first quarter of 2019 than they did in 2018. In fact, two smaller pharmaceutical companies were responsible for some of the biggest price rises. For example, Acorn raised the price of an anesthetic jelly by 285%. Acorn justified the increase by accounting for changing market dynamics, as well as increased manufacturing and compliance costs. Leading investors and scientists have criticized the International Energy Agency for climate change forecasts they consider too friendly to fossil fuels. In a letter to the world's top energy body, businesses including Hermes Investment Management and Alliance Group asked the IEA to develop a new forecasting model with lower emissions. The IEA's benchmark annual World Energy Outlook is considered the definitive assessment of the energy sector. But critics say its forecast models don't line up with the criteria set in the 2015 Paris Climate Agreement. In that agreement, almost 200 countries agreed to limit the rise in global temperatures to less than 1.5 degrees Celsius. The agency responded to the criticism, saying its models simply mirror the decisions made by policymakers. And here's a closer look at one of today's big stories. The world's biggest asset manager, BlackRock, is going through another shakeup. On Tuesday, the company announced that it had promoted a new batch of executives, 
one of whom might turn out to be the eventual successor to CEO Larry Fink. Richard Henderson covers capital markets and asset management for the FT. Richard, thanks for being here. Thank you. So, Richard, what exactly is involved in this shakeup? So, this is fairly significant. BlackRock has about $6 trillion in assets under management. And what is happening is that uh, BlackRock has made a few small tweaks to its leadership, to its structure, and this is another one of those tweaks. Probably a little bit more significant than the others we've seen uh, so far in the last few months. We have a uh, new head of BlackRock's alternative uh, investment business, uh, which is a key area that all asset managers are looking to build up in because of they, they have juicy fees and it, it offers a bit more of a revenue driver compared to the more traditional stock and bond portfolios. So, Richard, can you talk about some of the people who are part of these appointments? So Mark McComb, he has been uh, essentially elevated to a new title of Chief Client Officer, and he, he currently heads the America's operation. And this is significant because Larry Fink, the CEO, is very keen to make some changes to distribution, and he's basically trying to revamp this whole distribution network they have, and elevating Mark McComb to this new role of Chief Client Officer is uh, very much a part of that move. This is a really exciting story, I think. Larry Fink founded BlackRock in 1988. He's been around since then as uh, CEO and chairman. He's going to step down at some point. It might be two years, it might be 10. uh, And there's a group of individuals around him that are looking like contenders for his job as CEO. The group is sort of comically described as the three marks, two robs, and one rich group uh, for the individuals that uh, are well-placed. And this includes uh, Mark McComb. So it's a really exciting time for BlackRock because one of these individuals will probably take over who we really don't know. Talk a little bit about why this is happening now. What's going on at the broader industry level? So the asset management industry is going through a profound transformation. It's one of the biggest challenges the industry's faced, and it's all wrapped up in fees. What's happened is that uh, investors, the clients of these uh, asset management companies, are tending to go for cheap products, uh, index-based products that uh, are very easy to run. They don't require humans. There's a lot of technology involved. And basically, the fund management houses like BlackRock uh, have basically had to find ways of offering these very cheap products, but also find ways of continuing to sell their more uh, lucrative products, uh, like mutual funds that we that we say are actively managed. There's a human involved in choosing what stocks or bonds are in the portfolio. So this is a huge, profound change in the asset management business. And the way this filters into the changes we see here at BlackRock is that they're really focusing on the alternatives uh, business. So this is a way to target an area that is still offering quite lucrative fees because they're more complex strategies. Uh, You need humans involved, things like hedge funds, private equity, real estate. So it's a crucial moment for the asset management business. And BlackRock is trying to position itself to, to really meet this challenge. Richard Henderson covers capital markets and asset management for the FT. Richard, thanks for being here. Thank you. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. Today, we'll be following along as Beijing's top trade negotiator 
travels to Washington for more talks between the U.S. and China. The world's two biggest economies wrapped up a lightning round of trade talks in Beijing last Friday, with the White House saying afterwards that the two parties continued to make progress. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Matt. And Sean. From Two Black Guys. With good credit. From a local business to a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellingcat.com.